Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It is time now for the bigger picture. And Ryan, um, this is definitely on the top of uh, investors' minds today. It's also on the front page of the Straits Times, a photograph of panic buying in Beijing. Reports and fears of potentially Beijing sim- seeing a similar lockdown that Shanghai is seeing. Yeah, lots of jitters around that front. Uh, we've got, of course, uh, right now mass testing underway in Beijing in Chaoyang, one of his biggest cities and more cities in Beijing set to join Chaoyang. So that is just sending a lot of concern that we could see something similar play out as what we saw in Shanghai, which is now into its third or fourth week of a lockdown. So that's been weighing on markets. Yesterday, we saw the CSI 300 down nearly 5% to its lowest levels in nearly two years. The the Chinese yuan also under pressure and it is at a one-year low against the US dollar. So that's in focus as we check in with Gary Dugan. He is the CEO of the Global CIO Office. Morning, Gary. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Hey, Gary, thanks for joining us. So what we're hearing so far from the Chinese front is we have COVID testing underway in Beijing. Not exactly a full lockdown yet. We have authorities telling people to stay at home and work from home. What's your reading of this situation? How will it impact markets in the coming days? Yeah, it still remains a concern for the markets. Like, you know, GDP forecasts for the country have come down to below the 5% number now. And I've talked to, you know, people wistfully saying maybe there's going to be no growth in China this year. Yeah, I think we all recognize that uh, you can't treat a virus with economic policies, mm-hmm. lockdowns. It just doesn't work. And I think that's the concern that in trying to fight this in this manner, Growth is the loser, and therefore the stock market still got some trouble. Yeah, talking about growth, how have you navigated China in the past few months? What's your latest advice to investors with exposure there? Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, you know, we look at the valuations, just simple valuations. You say this is a cheap market. The hope is that uh, the kind of policies on COVID will be offset by support for the economy, either through ongoing easy monetary policy or a significant fiscal boost with lots of government spending and support for industry. That latter policy, we've seen only minor elements of for the moment. So at the moment, we've only got dark days because of the continuing bad news, not offset through a significant policy of support for the economy. Mm, and talk about implications for the economy. How do you see this playing out for demand, for example, for oil and energy prices? Yeah, it's starting to be a, more of a concern. So whilst the world has continued to worry about you know, supply shortages, uh, now they're worried about demand shortages coming out of China. So that's why we've seen the setback in the oil price. I mean, I, I just think there's going to be some relenting in China. I think there's going to have to be a fiscal boost. I don't believe they want to go into key political events later in the year with a very weak growth rate. I think they're going to have to provide support. And on that support, you know, Chinese equities would be rebounding pretty smartly, as would the oil price. All right, Chairman Gary Dugan, he's the CEO of the Global CIO Office. Now, Gary, switching tracks to what's happening with the Fed. We are expecting rate hikes and it seems like the more we hear from them, the more aggressive they get. We are getting some notes about 50 basis points in the next meeting and maybe even in consecutive subsequent ones as well. How aggressive are you expecting these interest rate hikes to be coming? Yeah, I think I think we're almost certainly now going to have a 50 basis points increase. That's what Jerome Powell said last week kind of in an IMF speech. 
I doubt that they're going to push for 75. And maybe, you know, the situation in China, in a sense, gives them a little bit of an out because it can say that global growth is not that strong and maybe some of these inflation pressures will abate. But it won't be the last of the increase in interest rates. You know, I think we've got at least two increases of 50 basis points coming in the coming uh, meetings. And you're looking at what's called the Taylor Rules. This is by the famed American economist John Taylor. So he's expecting interest interest rates to be around 7 and 10% at some point. Is that something that aligns with your view? It is. I, I mean, I think when we talk to clients, we kind of say, you know, the world is not the same. And you've got to get away from thinking about the last 20 years and go back to times in the past when we had a lot of inflation and central banks had to move very aggressively to rein in that inflation. And, it, and in the current circumstances, we use that economic model from Mr. Taylor, you would end up solving for an interest rate of somewhere between 7 and 10% and not the ones and twos that people in the market have continued to talk about. Yeah, so a bit of a signal of how high rates could be in time to come. And talking about those high rates, uh, Gary, what does that mean for your positioning in the markets? Are you cutting back on those high growth stocks, the tech names? We are. We put a reasonable amount of cash into most portfolios. You know, the more aggressive accounts are probably as much as 20 to 30% in cash. You know, we're living in unique times where both bonds and equities are giving us negative returns. Mm. You have to accept this is the nature of the market at the moment. And don't just say, I oh, know I'm going to buy it on a dip because I, you know, Ukraine situation is not going away. Shortages are not going away. And inflation is still headed higher likely over the next coming months. Yeah, Gary, talking about tech shares, one tech share in focus today, and I believe in the coming days, is Twitter. So we've got a deal done between Twitter and Elon Musk worth $44 billion. And I'm looking at a Twitter account. You have not tweeted since 2018. <laughs> Do you think this is enough to turn around Twitter's fortunes? Well, I think for me personally, it just got too tiring <laughs> to keep tweeting all the time. I wasn't doing my day job. Um, no, but, you know, interestingly, you know, you look at the share price, you think, wow, you know, 38% premium, that must be good news for technology stocks. But this stock was trading at $70, not the $54, which is the takeout price or around about that, you know, so it was $70 in August of uh, last year. So it shows that I think there's a significant discount still on tech shares. This is an exceptional circumstance with a guy that's managed to do lots of things, but well-funded by Wall Street. That won't always be the case. So I think tech still remains struggling. I receive that's enough to bring you back into Twitter, Gary. Gary Dugan, he's the CEO of the Global CIO Office, helping us to break down what's happening in China as well as the main lines of the day. Thanks, Gary. Thank you. Before acting on the information on MoneyFM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.